Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 9th of June. Queensland has had an upset win in Game 1 of State of Origin. The Maroons have had a sensational game under new coach Billy Slater on enemy turf in front of an 80,000-strong crowd at Homebush in Sydney. The final score last night, 16-10. to 10. They have won a Game 1 epic. Oh, what a game. What a game that was. That audio thanks to Channel 9 and we'll have a full wrap and all the fallout coming up shortly in sport with Brett Thomas. To today's other news now and Australia's energy ministers have agreed to an 11-point plan after emergency talks to try and fix the nation's energy crisis. The federal minister met with state and territory counterparts yesterday admitting there is no silver bullet. They've agreed to pay providers to help fill shortfalls in supply as well as to give the Australian energy market operators powers to source and store gas as a supply. Chris Bowen says they're focusing on a long-term solution. That won't work today, but it will give us the, cap- the capacity and the tools necessary to manage this crisis going forward uh, and to avoid crises like this into the future. Meantime, with a surge in demand for passport applications as international travel resumes, the federal government has announced an urgent staffing boost to try and help with long delays. An extra 250 workers will come on board to assist in call centres and with processing as some Australians wait up to six weeks for the travel document. Foreign Affairs Minister Tim Watts says the staff will be available this week. Help the phone delays. We're standing up a call centre with 35 staff this week um, and 35 more staff next week. And we're putting on an additional 250 staff over the next six weeks to help with processing applications. Police on the Gold Coast have declared an emergency situation as they negotiate with two men wanted on return to prison warrants. Residents in Narang have been told to stay inside. It's understood the men are in a duplex which was occupied by an elderly couple. They were released with a woman treated by paramedics for distress. It's also believed the pair allegedly involved in the siege is connected to a drive-by shooting of a police station earlier this week. Overseas now and more than 90 women, including Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles, are suing the FBI for more than $1 billion over its investigation into a disgraced US gymnastics doctor. They claim the agency failed to properly investigate when it received credible complaints of sexual assaults by Larry Nasser. Nasser is currently serving up to 175 years behind bars for molesting gymnasts. Meantime, former Hollywood movie producer Harvey Weinstein is facing new sexual assault charges dating back to London in 1996. British prosecutors say they have authorised police to charge Weinstein with two counts of indecent assault against a woman. He's already serving 23 years behind bars in the US for rape and sexual assault. And an 11-year-old girl who survived the Uvalde mass school shooting has shared her heartbreaking survival story. Mia Shirello's pre-recorded message has been played at a US house hearing overnight. She says she hid behind her teacher's desk as the gunman opened fire. She shot my friend that was next to me and I thought he was going to come back to the room. So I grabbed the blood and, and put it all over me. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Victoria and authorities say they've uncovered a giant money laundering and drug making syndicate that's moving hundreds of millions of dollars every year to China and around the world. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says Australian police did not work alone in uncovering the sophisticated operators. Natasha, it's actually been a major team effort between officials from the United States and Canada as well, which also helped compile evidence. Here's part of a speech from Commissioner Kershaw this week, just stopping short of blaming any specific country for supporting this illegal activity in Australia. We cannot ignore that some countries are producing precursors at an eye-watering scale. We also cannot ignore that some countries are turning a blind eye to the proceeds of crime washing through their economies. For example, we know the money laundering organisations from one region alone are clearly visible in all five I countries. And to Queensland now, where the Billa Wheeler family is almost home after leaving WA. Our reporter Lachlan Itter has more from our central Queensland newsroom. Morning, Tash. The Nardesalingham family waved to waiting media as they left Brisbane Airport yesterday, touching down in Queensland more than four years after they were taken into detention, sparking lengthy immigration battles. The new government granting the final family member a bridging visa, allowing them to leave Perth yesterday. Parents Priya Nardes and their daughters Kopika and Tanika will return to the place they came to call home, Villa Wheeler, in central Queensland tomorrow. They'll be welcomed at the town's multicultural festival and Mark Tani's fifth birthday and her first out of detention. While they are returning to CQ, it's worth noting the family hasn't been granted permanent residency. Now for the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, some may say it looks like a public servant pylon for the Australian consumer at the moment, with the Treasury boss now calling for tougher taxes and less government spending. Yeah, it's not enough that the Reserve Bank has slugged mortgagees with a 0.75% rise in interest rates in two months. Now the head of Treasury, Stephen Kennedy, wants a tax crackdown on companies and the wealthy, which means super concessions trust loopholes and business deductions could be reduced and even wants more efficient spending for disability support and aged care which the new Labor government might find hard to accept. The bad news could be revealed in a new budget set for October 25. And talking about bad news, Peter, it's certainly been bad news with rising interest rates for millions of mortgage holders in Australia and stock markets across the world are concerned that big rate rises will hit economies hard and we're right in the middle of it. That's right. The reality is that interest rates are rising and it has led to speculation, guessing if you like, that will lead to big economic slowdowns and even recessions. Our stock market is expected to open down 59 points today and even our fortress-like banks are being hit on the basis that bad debts will rise as homeowners and businesses struggle to repay loans as interest rates rise. Of course, speculation could be excessively negative, but Westpac's share price fell 6% yesterday and the CBA lost 4.4%. And Peter, buy now, pay later companies are incredibly popular at the moment. They now look set to be regulated with consumer advocates asking for an independent inquiry into the very successful sector. That's right. Fiona Guthrie, Chief Executive of Financial Counselling Australia, wants buy now pay later companies such as Afterpay and Zip be forced to check that customers who use their products are not in financial hardship. Consumer groups don't want all of the companies to be governed by tough credit protection acts, except for those involved in big ticket purchases. Changes are afoot and the Albanese government is supportive of better regulations for the sector.
Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett As we reported earlier this morning, an epic win for Queensland over New South Wales and State of Origin won last night. Yes, good morning, Tash. What a game that was last night. Was tired just watching it. It was so fast-paced. The Blues had control early, uh, but then the Maroons after half-time certainly had all of the momentum and New South Wales couldn't really go with them albeit they almost forced it to Golden Point extra time when Isaiah Yo was just denied in the final seconds on the line. Queensland coach Billy Slater getting a win in his first match in charge and told Triple M only the barest of margins separated them. There's not much between these two sides. It's state of origin. It's a, it's a great contest and it went right down to the, the inch at the end there. There's that much difference in, in, in victory in these games. So, so many great little moments for us. And just about everything he touched turned to gold. Harry Grant starred off the bench camp. Munster's been compared to Wally Lewis and the debutants all show glimpses of brilliance. Selwyn Cobbo, his grubber kick leading to Dane Gagai's first Maroons try of the night. Now 16 of Queensland's 22 Origin Series wins have come after winning game one. Blues coach Brad Fittler doesn't need any reminding that history is against them. Tough to go through the maths at the moment, but it's always tough, you know. If you lose the first one, you obviously you're up against it. And Tash game two is on the final Sunday night in June in Perth. Cannot wait for game two to the AFL now. Britain, the Tigers and Power will fight to keep their top eight hopes alive tonight. Yes, and team sheets are out as well. The Tigers have recalled Noah Bolter to face uh, the power tonight. One of three changes for Richmond. Marlon Pickett and debutant Judson Clark have been named as well. Jason Castagna, Morris Rioli Jr., Jack Ross are the three omissions. For the power, they've left out their young ruckman in Sam Hayes. He'd strung seven matches together. Their coach, Ken Hinckley, says there's no room for error when facing the Tigers at the MCG. I think they're a fantastic football club and incredibly well coached and they've got their personnel back. I mean, you know, they're a scary proposition and they're at MCG. Um, your best is the only way you got a chance. The winner keeps their finals dream alive. For the loser, it's going to be that much tougher to break inside the top eight. And Brett, the Socceroos are already preparing for next week's World Cup playoff against Peru. Yeah, they certainly live to fight another day. The Socceroos under Graham Arnold beating the UAE uh, the other morning, two goals to one. So while that job is done, next up they've got uh, Peru, the powerful South American nation. No weak teams in South America. That is next Tuesday morning. Jackson Irvine was in stunning form. His goal started uh, the Socceroos charged to glory against the UAE. And Graham Arnold has told us that the midfield was nervous due to an extended layoff with injury. You're like, well, how many games of football have you played in your life? He said, oh, I don't know why. I said, well, think about it. The rules <laughs> haven't changed. It was amazing. To get through 90 minutes and do what he did was fantastic. And a young man that could have actually played for Scotland as well. He's a, a star. The Queen reportedly banned Prince Harry and Meghan from bringing a photographer into Windsor Castle to capture the moment she met her great-granddaughter Lilibet for the first time. There were concerns any photos taken would be shared by Harry and Meghan with television networks in the US. So they were apparently told a very firm no because it was a private family meeting. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Listener.